0: Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
1: Winter, spring, summer, fall. Seasons change, we still keep it together. Hey,
2: Beverly Hills 90210 fam. Are you ready to dive deep, episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code? With
3: your host, <laughs> Charles Rosen. Did I say that? she was Mullen, this
2: thing about the, the, the real person, and we going, what? We're getting rid of this guy.
3: Pete Ferrero.
2: I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests and all your questions live on the beverly hills 90210 show oh yeah
0: <laughs> and we're gonna dance now
2: all right it's always fun to have gretchen and aaron here uh, talking about 90210 i know you guys are very busy so i appreciate you guys coming on um anything you want to talk about that you're working on now something cool and fun maybe Ooh oh yeah we're working we just finished production a good friend of ours named karen
0: just she uh created a show for fox called our kind of people that is airing right now and we got to be part of that for this last season and it was so much fun and the only thing with you know covid restrictions we didn't get to go to set they were shooting in north carolina but we had a blast we had the best staff and it was really great working with karen again and it was it was really fun i mean we're not right we're not back in a writer's room proper yet we're still all zooming yeah but it's still fun to you know be part of that a group and chatting getting to know each other and there's nothing like a writer's room it's just so fun and then
3: we have a couple pilots or just a couple things we're looking at books to maybe adapt a uh, a script that we've been sort of working on for a while, but I'll tell you, watching the nine oh two, watching nine oh two and oh, I mean, it made me, it made me kind of misty for the days when you did twenty two episodes. Things are so short now. Even our kind of people, it's it's it. It was also fun to be back at Fox. Sure, we hadn't worked at Fox for such a long time, and um, but yeah, I mean, this was a fifteen episode order. And it's just, it's just so different. Watching the episode, it just it made me realize just how much TV has changed.
2: Big time. I mean, it's interesting, too, because when I do the podcast, like, there's, the, there's so many different layers of it, right? There's the fans that watch 90210, and they have all their favorites and the storylines, and they can very quickly say, I didn't like this, or I didn't like that. But back in the day, they were trying to fill, what, 32 episodes. They were doing double-ups. Right, oh, yeah. and then even you guys in the in the ending seasons, twenty something episodes. Twenty talking about we're talking about people doing six to ten now, maybe four. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's like right. there's a lot that has to happen in a yeah. uh, series that we have to think about, right?
3: And I think about too, like very little emailing at that point, very little texting, very like you know barely I mean I don't even know if Wikipedia was really around I mean all of the research that was done for the show you either did on your own and called sources almost like journalism or the that was the main job of a writer's assistant back then was you know they would actually have sources of their own and they would sort of spend the day making phone calls and tracking down information it was just such a different time and I cannot believe how many episodes we did without some of the tools that
2: now it's google right (laughs) we can can start at google what was that like in 19 if you're writing a period piece what was that what you know you can always look this stuff up but i mean or or a specific disorder or something along those lines you know you'd have
0: to jot it down and you'd either go out and talk to the writer's assistant and say hey can you and they did Ours always had like a magic Rolodex because they would build up their contacts with you that had some at the police station, they had somebody mm. in the hospital, it had all sorts of medical ex- experts, they had animal like whatever. And and each opportunity for them to add to that Rolodex, I think they were always really excited to have. Yeah. And um, so they would do the researcher a lot of times. I think Aaron, and I just because we were the junior writers on Nina, we would do a lot of our own just because we were curious and we had. We weren't in all the meetings that maybe some of the upper people, the higher up people were in. And and so we'd do some of our own, but like, yeah, you'd have to become a little mini expert on it. It was research. It was genuine
2: research on things. So. So you watched this one, Doc Martin. Um, did you, did you remember writing it or do you remember being a part of it? You know, I mean, this is a long time ago, some of this stuff.
3: Yeah. yeah. It, uh, go ahead, Aaron. No, oh, no, you go
0: first. No, I remember it being very, um, in approaching it, it was always approached with, um, such care. Cause it was, I think it was like, the idea was for Donna, it was going to be like the audience experiencing loss in this way. And I, I mean, having even lived through it, looking back now, Aaron, I don't know about you, but I was like shocked that we, where we picked it up and like went through every step, meaning from the moment he's pronounced deceased, right? Like we're with the characters, we're with Doc Martin. I mean, like uh, the, the recently passed Doc Martin. I mean, I was amazed at sort of like not how we didn't rush through the grief of that episode.
2: Right. In a good way. Like, amazed. I'm like, sort of. No, like, it, it was, it, it was great. Day. It was great that we all experienced this. And I think it gives the audience an opportunity to experience the grief of this character. So I'm curious, though, at the start of this season, season 10, how soon did you know this was going to be the last season?
3: Uh, it you know, it came down to the wire. It did. <clears throat> I remember it really coming down to the wire. And I just I just have to add though, um, you know, I I I remember being part of the maybe the breaking of it, but this was yeah. such a John Eisendrath, Laurie McCarthy masterclass sort of yes. episode. I mean, those are two of the best writers we've ever gotten to of course. Work with and for. I mean, they're just they're so talented and and so good at just like turning one idea just over in their hands over and over and like looking at it from this side and looking at it from that side and um and building out points of view in ways where you you know you don't hate every you don't you don't you understand each side of things so they just they they were they were great teachers to us so they they really i just thought wow like they just did an amazing job but in terms of the um in terms of knowing whether or not we were coming back or not I mean at that point we were getting like a 10 rating and a 10 share which is by the way unheard of now no show shows don't get that that was probably that was
2: probably down from previous seasons it
3: (laughs) was like I remember when we started I mean
2: nobody gets a number like that.
3: (laughs) No. no and when we started on the show I feel like we were doing maybe like we were sort of in the 11s, 12, 11 and 12 share, maybe season nine, but, um, but it was really, it was, it was, it was almost gonna happen. I mean, it was close. close. And I think that was part of the, the nervousness of, of like the showrunners and stuff like at this point was, well, we have this huge responsibility, you know, John and and Lori, like huge responsibility to wrap up this gigantic, Um, show you know and give the fans their due and be respectful to the to the actors and and the characters they created and I remember it just being like well we had two different plans kind of you know we were sort of moving it and then it really did it came down like I, I don't even feel like Gretchen I feel like those last two episodes were probably written those that was like when we found out
2: I think that's right so walking into this I mean you don't know Well, do you is there always i've always heard that donna and david through the years was always going to be the end point for even going back in the day did you guys have that sense too that that would be the ending of the show that donna and david would be i'm going there because we're losing a pivotal character to that story so uh did you know that donna and david would be sort of an end game
0: I honestly I feel like that's such an odd thing to think about in retrospect I think probably by the time we got there in seasons nine and ten it was so probably just part of what everybody who was there already knew sure I never felt like uh there was a different thing <laughs> on the horizon, but um I think it was kind of a given don't you think Erin? I think it was just something that we knew like toward the end that's something that was going to be something that we were going to do
3: I think in terms of, you know, so would have been so polarizing to have picked, you know, chosen like the Dylan, even though I'm a Dylan Kelly worship. Sure. And mm-hmm. I think hey. it might have been super polarizing to make that choice. I feel like even Mr. Spelling probably had a quite a large say in what what was going to happen there too. I mean, he was so involved. I mean, he let the writers do their thing, but at the same time, like when it came to, things like finales and and paying certain things off I, I think he probably had quite a large say in that too.
2: Were there conversations like that once you realize, oh this is gonna be in the season like where they're like well we have to do this we have to do this you know like were those kinds of things that were starting to develop very quickly for you?
0: I think it was just pretty much we knew the wedding right like it was like once we knew it was the end I mean even I think We also had to make it in case there was a last minute change. The series could have continued. I mean, just with the right? right? But um, uh, I think that that was definitely like by the end, it was all about, you know, what was also great about a lot of the episodes have this. And it's always, I feel like there's such, when you have like a nice big central event, in it, like in the middle of your like like holding your episode together because all these characters are all such part of each other's worlds that like they all like Aaron was saying before all have a part to play in something this this big like doc doc yes. martine or 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 a wedding between two of your main characters um who i think most people felt like they really did grow up with um sure especially uh, those two yeah. yeah especially those two um it, it always does it helps so much but i think that like knowing it was probably by the time we were really breaking it and doing it knowing that it was the big event <laughs> cuz right.
3: it's the big event yeah
0: yeah it's uh it was something that was definitely like that's how you attack the episode or the two part episode or whatever it
2: is well it's interesting too because um in you know i've had conversations about when people left the show and they would want to maybe have a conversation should we kill the person off like they there was always a thing of Mr. Spelling saying nah don't kill him off <laughs> you know what I mean right. like so I mean so now here we're gonna we're actually gonna kill off a character we're, we're doing it mm-hmm. um what was this process like where do you remember where this conversation started that it was time to do this to this and this character is so beloved you know what I mean so it's a big it's not like I mean listen I love uh Mel Silver too I mean he's a friend and all that but I think losing um losing Michael Durrell's character is a huge huge deal
3: yeah big deal I mean such a beloved character and um again like I you know it was so long ago and it's such a blur. I mean, I wish, I'm sure John Eisendrath remembers all of these conversations because he was always up and down and in and out. You know, the writers were in the same office as Mr. Spelling. I mean, same office building. He was a floor up or two floors up. And so I remember John and Lori always, you know, going up and down and getting on the phone and this that, and the other. I mean, I think this particularly must have, I mean, the care with which this had to be handled because life imitates art a little bit when it comes to the Donna storylines. Sure. Mm. I mean, I couldn't even get over how much uh, Kathleen looks like candy spelling.
2: Oh, Catherine. Catherine, Catherine uh, I mean, Catherine, Yeah, yeah, Catherine, Catherine Karen. Karen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my
3: apologies. Okay, yeah, you're good. Yep. Like I, I, literally, I, I, I was like, boy, this really, I mean, this really was close to home in a lot of ways. And yeah. so, I mean, kind of, not that there was really any similarity beyond that, but I mean, it was just interesting because how do you divorce yourself from you know Donna and Tori and Mr. Spelling and the show and um and so in a weird way, we were almost sort of like it just it just had to be carefully done, yeah, in terms of how he was eulogized and what he meant, and um you know that 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 had to be done with some sensitivity um but i think you know i what i what i had forgotten and i'm sure the fans will be like mm. coming after me with <laughs> um, pitchforks and torches is i had forgotten that we had made Gina and uh Gina and Donna sisters, sisters. i lived, yeah. i mean i'm watching it me and too. I'm like, Wait a oh, yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. did that and i, I feel like that might have been even sort of a hail mary in the, um, in, in just in terms of like looking for story, looking for ways sure. to, to kind of do this, I, you know, something also, I, you know, I, I don't know where Vanessa was at contractually, I, I don't know if she was contracted for more than what she was in, I doubt we would have wasted the money, right, of, of like paying her to not be an episode so something
2: tells me maybe well it's interesting I was going to ask you about that because she did an interview recently where she said that it was not something that was planned like her I think her decision to leave happened suddenly and Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you guys are even how far how aware of stuff I mean you at some point have to be aware a character's leaving and now we need to write her write her out and I don't know I don't know that Vanessa had a from the interview I don't know her but I don't know that she had a great experience on
3: 90210. You know, she was, um, she was always great, but that, she was in a tough position coming into a show with so many people who had known and worked with each other for so long. And then, of course, she and Brian were together at, right. that, at that point. Um, it's interesting. I, we just never really she, Vanessa kind of kept to herself. Lovely. And by the way, when I watch her performances back, I'm just like, gosh, she's good. So like, good. She's mm-hmm. so. I mean that episode everybody was great but I was just like you know she really for someone who was brought on to sort of replace Valerie sure um that character turned out so differently than that like and that's Vanessa and that's you know like again Laurie and John's writing and just making her super three-dimensional so the cool part is whether she was having a good time or not she, you you sure didn't you sure can't tell from her performance like she did not right. put it in so it is interesting though in. about actors like I <laughs> like th- does the, the, the is the
2: art shaping the experience versus the experience shaping the art you know because yeah. even some of the things that she says in here about like you know when David just suggests you know maybe something else could have been done you know she immediately attack you know is, is on guard about you know what what is being said of her in this group, right? So okay. there, there's a lot of art imitation here, right?
0: It does yeah. feel like there. It does seem to be a comment on, especially for for Gina, how hard it is to be be brought into this group, right? Like it's and yeah. and, and and the obstacles and the, and and by the way, I think it is. And it, what is the secret to get into any like be accepted into any friendship? Sure, and I think like helps if you're dating someone in the group, that's a great, it's like really hard to cold walk into a friendship group, right? <laughs>
2: right? Yeah.
0: So, um, but you know, then you look at Janet, you look at Lindsay and she- she Totally did a-
2: different experience. Yeah, yeah. and she yeah. had a very
0: different experience. And so I don't, but going back to what Aaron was saying, I think it is also just, it's a testament to an artist using whatever's going on with her. I mean, I feel like that Vanessa did such a beautiful job because a lot of times I feel like with that character would just get kicked in the teeth over and over again, and I felt like the amount of times, we I mean, she did slip up a lot, but like the amount of times she got punished for slipping up, I was like, whoo, girl, um, that's tough, but like I also at the same time, she had like that, you kind of felt that, not that this justifies it, but she had the metal, like she could handle it, like she was, she was really, I don't worry about character like that it's going to be hard it's going to be venture but there's a part of me that does want to go with her on that journey wherever she's going because I think she's going to run into I like how she handles situations a lot totally um and I and I I just think she's interesting and I also it's it's it it made me think about just watching it before I didn't know you were going to ask about this specifically but I I it made me Think about the something else that 90210 did so well that I don't feel like we spent a lot of time with on television like saying goodbye to a character like that like there was time taken to say she's leaving and we're going to have characters say goodbye in, in an
3: episode of goodbyes.
2: Yeah. It, 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 Seriously yeah yeah
3: <laughs> I do remember though I mean because <clears throat> that was those last two seasons were a lot of goodbyes Hello, yes goodbyes. there were and i do remember like i mean i
2: feel like you you guys got the 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 task of like writing so many goodbyes it was I, like yeah. the, the whole thing like you got to get used to this because everybody's leaving at some point yeah, right? and,
3: and i and i um you know and i think there was a there was a conscientious choice even though when i watched it back i watched the episode twice um that you sent us and um I did. I. I. I was like, wait, is that how we sent her out? And I know there was a conscious choice not to have her like at the cab, not to sort of right. walk to the sunset, but it still does feel a little anticlimactic almost because she's, you know, she. I, I was wanting a, a, a final scene with Dylan. Definitely. You
2: know? Yeah. Like,
3: and, and instead she's just like, yeah. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: then,
3: and then she has that lovely scene with 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 Donna but even that way she's like well I'll see ya, I'll see ya." again not I'm not no judgment in the performances but I was like oh god like what were we like what it was a lovely scene again yeah, lovely you're just expecting one more and I don't know if we shot one I don't know if we were too long and had to pare it back I I, I although I you know we very rarely shot scenes on that show that we didn't use so yeah. um That just felt a little bit, you know, kind of a bummer.
2: She says in the interview that Luke begged her to stay, that he wrote her a a lovely letter. Are you aware of all those things But as writers or not really?
0: I mean, I think also, no, we weren't aware of that. But I think, first of all, again, that was a very... How production, where the cast was up with the crew, they were really in their own very... Their fame made it this way, the popularity made it this way, but I think also protectively it was a conscious effort to keep, keep them very safe in where they were in their uh, of course. Up- production and so they were a family they were very tight and I think there was some stuff that I don't even know if it would be appropriate for us at the time to like be part of right um, they were all so welcoming to us like Aaron and I like literally to this day it was the most wonderful experience but also in the hierarchy of where we were at that time with even just on a writing staff there's so much stuff that goes on in the upper levels that we would just never hear about because it is like grown-up talk do you know what I mean sure like grown-ups are figuring stuff out and um so I feel like a lot of times there's a lot of like discussion that happens that we're only hearing the final result of that discussion. Like today we'll be talking about this story during this story. So we weren't aware of that. I'm not
3: surprised to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now. I'm not either. I mean, I I, I do know that by the end, I mean, you're talking about a group of actors who basically never had a break. Right. I mean, never. I mean, barely any time to do a feature if you want it. I mean, also I remember Vanessa was quite the get yeah. at that time because she was coming. Yes, she had done, I think it was GH General Definitely. House. Yeah, I think she so was like, super
2: popular she, on that she too. She was
3: having off of features yeah. too. Like, yeah. She had had some pretty large parts in some pretty big features. So I think that that was sort of like, you know quite a get to have her do this. Um, so I'm, you know, I, but I do remember by the end there was just a fatigue, you know? I think there was just a fatigue and, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, the, 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 the sense that we got was that at the end of the day, you know, that the cast was ready to do something different or to just have a break. Yeah. I get it, I get it. Like, boy, they, they and talk about, I mean, they worked hard. They worked hard, but it was also by that point, it was like, you come in, you shoot your scenes, you leave, you come right. in, and, you know, even in a table read, which we had the entire time, like most shows drop table reads after a certain amount of time. Sure, But, um, you know, they all still came, they all did that, but it was it was just very much like, where do you need me? Where am I going? The other thing that I was amazed by um, in this episode was still how many group scenes, like you yeah. would never have that many group scenes anymore because the actors would be like, I'm not coming in to sit in the background for Kelly and Dylan to have a scene at the bar. Right. You know, like and and I just like again that's just the power of of Aaron spelling too. I mean, it's like this is a show about friends. Um, this is a show about group scenes and we did them a lot. I mean, I just I that would never ever like the first thing you would first thing that line producers would be saying is can we cut, you know, do we need to have Ian and, mm. and you know, do we need them all at the funeral? Do we need sure. them all for this scene? Because it's not really affecting them. And But they always, they they, they came.
0: They were there. You know?
3: and, I, and looking at it now, it's like the show was, it was such a machine in terms of the budget and the time. You know, we did not go over 12 hours. We barely, if we got to 12 hours a day, that we were doing something wrong. You know, it was just, it was such a fine-tuned, um operation i i still just i just thought you know that just wouldn't happen nowadays i mean but you really do feel the sense of these people this friendship group because they're just popping up in all these different places and i just i just that took me by surprise i'm
2: i'm curious um i'm I'm, i don't even know if you guys would know this but michael durell all of the parents were there pretty much the the entire run of the series yeah. when they were introduced to the end they, they were all there michael's the only one that has this happened to do you know what michael would have even felt about this happening
3: i i don't i don't know i mean you know he came back in when we did the storyline obviously about gina and, Donna right. and sisters um and I just, I, I just can't remember. Gretchen, can you? Like, did you know?
2: I guess did you know that you were going to do this when? That's, you, yeah,
3: that's what I can I
0: cannot. I can't remember either. I, I, it's a, it's such an interesting thing. Especially like you're, we were saying in the beginning, if Donna, we knew Donna was going to get married. I mean, is, I don't, I yeah. don't know if it was also like the trying <laughs> to figure out how to cover. Because they are at this very interesting time in their lives are out of college. And I do feel like this is also when your fr- my friendship group from college, and I'm assuming like people you were close to when you were younger, this is when people do start getting jobs in different cities and people do start peeling away and people do start losing their parents. So I think like it's very timely that that story be told, especially for if we knew that like we were coming towards the end. And I think it's hap- it would start happening for a lot of people in, in that age group, but I don't remember how the parent was chosen. I don't remember when the the parent-
3: I mean,
2: it makes sense who you chose. It makes total sense. Yeah, it does.
3: It absolutely does. I mean, we were always sort of like working ahead. I mean, we, we did have like a large, you know, we were breaking each individual episode, but then we had a wall that just had the characters and the entire 22 or however many we were doing that season and the entire sort of arc, you know, for each character. So, I mean, I can see how it would have been like, "Okay, let's do a story where Gina and Donna find this out. That can explain why Felice and her sister have such bad blood I mean some but I mean, I think we were just kind of making it up as we as we went along, but I think then at that point, it would be like okay what's a what's an awful thing that could put drive a wedge even further between Donna and Gina okay well well probably if if Dr. Martin died right." Know? And so, and then, you know, at that point, whether or not we knew that, like how far in advance we knew Vanessa was leaving, then it would have been like, well, maybe that's the thing that's going to finally get her to to go. I mean, and it's interesting that ultimately it was that more than anything that was, you know, and I think ultimately realizing that, I mean, again, like Dylan, and it's a testament to Luke, but like he flips the script on her. Yes. I mean, yes. it's like,
2: he's the one who comes up with the idea of leaving yes,
3: and then he just <laughs> changes it on her and 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 like again like it's a testament to luke that you don't watch that and go god i hate him
2: you <laughs> yeah. know? there's um, some beautiful stuff with luke in this this oh, episode god. Oh, the, oh, yeah. the, the fact that you guys let dylan you know everybody's she's gina is totally distraught she just lost her father but nobody's acknowledging it as that you know he's right. just like a and then dylan says i'm sorry about your dad really beautiful right there. Um, I think that's some of the nice stuff that Dylan saw her, he got her, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. As Dylan who like and (laughs) I do love that scene at the Beachwood After Dark where a very it seems like just a small tiny little conversation between Dylan and Kelly turns into this place like, I, I love too. that stuff. Like I love it too but it was I mean she does kind of like when she has her thing about like this is what you do you make us all like he is kind of he's always been the guy who's like always has a toe out you know he's like he's always looking for yes. his exit he's always looking for his way out and the fact that he's like the cat right he left he came he came back he's in and he's out and he's threatening to leave again and you don't even see everybody go what you're going to go like, they just all some, know like, that this villain. is what you do right yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um it is though amazing that he he brings it up and then he's like but you know I'm staying <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, uh, it was,
3: yeah. it was just like, i mean there one just on a on a on a Luke tangent you know this was not a show where people improv right pretty much stuck to the script mm-hmm. and but luke was sort of allowed to a little bit, and he did. And there was one thing in that in that scene with uh, Kelly at the Peachwood After Dark, I'm sure it was a Luke improv where he where he's talking about, don't try this at home, kids.
2: Yes, I caught that, yeah. That
3: yeah. is such a Luke Perry uh, little improv. And I yeah. just, it warmed my heart to see it, because I was like, oh man, he added that. I love him so much. The um, other thing
2: that's happening in this episode that's interesting is it's coming off of an episode where I I mean I haven't seen it and maybe one day we can cover it because it's a wild storyline where Noah gets kidnapped.
3: Bananas. <laughs> yeah. Bananas.
2: And and Dylan is obviously the, the the hero in the scenario and and Kelly is at him about what he did in this. Um, do you want to talk briefly about that banana storyline real quick, and we could dive into it another time? But
3: I mean, I just can't. I, again, I was like, wait a second. I remembered kidnapping Noah. And right. then of course you start to do a little, you know, like Googling Pulling back. Yeah. <laughs> and I remembered it was like, oh, right. Those characters, Josie and Shane. Yes. And I think that the actress who played Josie. She's like totally
2: on all my children. Sydney yeah, Penny. She was, a, yeah. she was
3: a child star. Like, yes. She's beautiful.
2: Know, she's talented. Gorgeous. All of that. Super
3: yes. talented. And I was like, man, I just love that Like when people signed up for this batshit stuff, they, they still committed 100%. <laughs> yes. Um, I, don't, I don't- We'll I, have fun with that some other time. Yeah, I'll have
0: <laughs> to kind of watch it because just in reading the synopsis of it, I was like, wait, what? Oh yeah. yeah like I yeah. want to see how it was executed as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: again. And it's very interesting too. Like, you know, that was one of those shows and I feel like this is, this is less and less a, a thing. But the the thing that was always so fun about working on a TV staff in the early years when we were coming up is each staff member brought their own style to the show. So like an Aaron and Gretchen episode probably was a little more funny, probably a little more, you know, uh, maybe had a little more out of control stuff going on, maybe just a little bit bigger. Um, in terms of sort of plot or just just the fun of it, um, a John and Lori episode, like you know, John, John was always like he 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 was really great with the issue kind of stuff. sure. Um, you know, and sort of like both sides of an issue and and how char- how that would inflame characters. I feel like Lori was always the 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 pure emotion and complicated character relationships. And then like Matt Dearborn and, and and Matt Dearborn was like I think I think that might have been his or maybe it was Tyler but like Matt and Tyler like Matt always had like a little more broy kind of a vibe sure. a little bit more action-y. Tyler also was like really really funny so but nowadays like that's just getting you know with the advent of like showrunner as tour which I think is just the firm place we are now. Yes, Everything just feels like it's come through one person's typewriter. And it used to be, even on Roswell, this was the case where like, mm-hmm. the showrunners just let the writing staff bring a bit of themselves yes. to the proceedings. And it just felt a little fresher than things do now.
2: I agree, I, and, and that and that goes on all the way from the beginning of 90210 to the end. You know, yeah. the, the staffs yeah, yeah. that were put through, put were bringing their own personal stories to to the show 100%. through the characters. Yeah,
3: one hundred percent.
2: But I think it's. I always think it's tougher for you guys in some ways because you have to. You're bringing so much history, and so and there's so much responsibility, in like even David says, oh, I know what that went, what happened because I, I lost my grandfather. You have yes. to have that knowledge of the history yes. and you're constantly always sort of having to like remember it because yes. it's been known that 90210 fans know their, the history. It's not a show that, you know. In yeah.
3: yeah. um, just in thinking of that too, just watching that, I was like, that was something else that I think feel like Gretchen and I um, really played a part in, which was like, and I guess me more because I had watched it for so long, was just those moments where it's like let's drop this piece of history, just just to re- or you know they could relate because he lost grandpa or whatever whatever it is like just those little nuggets. Um, we always endeavor to kind of like push for those because, honor
0: the history of the characters. I yeah, mean, just yeah.
3: because it did um, it did cement them, and it, I I think the cast liked it, and I think the fans really um respected it too and it well, was a because- team
0: effort because like i i say like a lot of the times the cast was always like they were such good stewards of their own character like they did they'd be like that won't track because season whatever blah 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 which was always like by the time it gets to them hopefully all that stuff has been caught but it was a great almost safety net to have but there are also sometimes when they'd be like oh my gosh i forgot about that that's great thank you for bringing that up so like or making sure we track that so you know it was a group it was always a group effort and it was so good that so many people even like the crew members also like people had been there the entire time and they were tracking stuff as well everybody had everybody
3: played their part and everybody was very invested in that show it's that was fun. One of those, things, those things that's like, sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah, another one of those things that is starting to die out with the advent of these shorter orders is that crew was a family.
1: Yeah. Right.
3: There was a very good chance that they had worked on that show practically from the pilot. Now we lost people and replaced people of course. And together. But but when you had a job that lasted almost all year round, and you knew you was coming back 30 yeah. 32, and you knew you were coming back. It really was a family.
2: I think of like Drew, Drew Kinney, who was was uh, with, in the art department, and Jill Henkel, who was was yeah. there forever. You know, those people were there forever. So I mean, these 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 things matter. They have a good working knowledge. When everybody has that knowledge, yep. of where we are, and oh, I remember when I built that set, or yeah, or, you know, we put this prop in. You know, that's those those finer details. I think are lost these days because there's just not that much time to think about what. You know, because you have so many seasons, so many different characters in 90210.
0: And I think, Peter, you know better than I, and Aaron, Aaron you know better than I, than this one. But, like, I feel like even the location, like, that episode, a lot of locations. And I feel yeah. like the fact that we were able to consistently get people to give up their homes so that we could come in. <laughs> yeah. Like, what I mean, like, I think there was so much goodwill also towards the show, because, like, it, yeah. it The sense of place is so strong, whether or not you've ever been to Beverly Hills, like that world that is the show, Beverly Hills 90210, there's such a strong sense of of place and continuity. It's really amazing.
2: For sure. One of the other people that we see in this episode is Josie Davis, who's Camille, And I love her. I forgot that she was Uh, in 90210. And then I saw this and I was like, oh, right. Because I think she played someone else like a year prior or something. prior, (laughs)
1: yeah, yeah. So on, was, on that note,
2: like when when you want to bring the actress, because you must obviously love the actress, right? Does somebody say, you know she did play another character last year? Does anybody say that to you, or are you just like whatever, we're just, she's Camille now?
3: I don't remember what other character she played. I mean, I know that, I just I just don't remember, but it was, I mean, people did cycle through, and Mr. Spelling, you know, like, didn't have a Problem with that? I mean, we brought back—I forget the actress's name. She was she had been married to Les Moonves prior to Julie Chen, Mm -hmm. Uh, and she played like I think in the storyline where Aaron David's sister went missing. Like she played, you know, um, she played like a you know a counselor or someone who was something like that. Yeah, well, she had been like a doctor on the show. Yeah. Like, you know, she had been a nurse or a cop, like she would always pop up.
2: It's amazing. Um, She's just had a lot of careers.
3: Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, so I know that like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that big of a deal, but I, I, it was interesting to see Josie again, like even I was like, oh my God, um, you yeah. know, we had, I, I don't know if we created that character, but that character was named after a really good friend of ours named Camille, um, who was in fashion. Um, and nine hundred two and zero was her favorite, favorite, favorite. Oh, show. that's amazing!
2: I love when I hear those names like that because fans love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. And I think to this day, Camille would be like, still be like, it's the best thing I've ever had happen. And I mean, <laughs> she will this, always be not in her life, but she I'm will always
2: saying. be this character in a way. You know what I mean? Like that's a it's a gift that you you gave her for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, she's uh, a huge fan of the show.
2: And I thought um, Catherine Cannon is incredible in this episode.
3: Fantastic.
2: Oh talk to me about her and Catherine and, and, and what you saw when you watched this back.
0: I mean, I'm blown away. I, honestly, like the commitment and the acting is so good. And I, I feel like, in a lot of ways, they like the parents on the show did maybe some of the parents who are a little more lady not as much but that's the character they're playing they do ground the show and in such a sense of reality and I really thought and also like since they're older, and I don't think the nine oh two and oh cast main cast I almost call them the kids at this point they're not the kids anymore but the kids to that generation um they were okay with usually with having their character show like go through complex sort of like as time went on in television, I mean, or even in movies, likability became very, very important. And I think, especially when you've got an actress who's of her stand, her her like background and her her talent, showing that like you can show like the uglier sides of grief that bring out the fear and the anger and the misplaced anger it, it might be um, on others and doing it so well like I she never lost me do you know what I mean like right. I was always like as much as I was like oh you might regret that later what you're saying to Gina or what right she never lost me because the like you just dude, she was a very good, complex, interesting actress. You saw everything going on there and and how hard this was for her. I believed it, it was just really well done. Mm. And I loved also how like, I'm sorry, but the hell, Donna like has to step in and like be the adult. Like, I think that's also was why it was such an important tale to tell, <clears throat> to show how like this is like a coming of age story in a lot of ways where all of a sudden you're expected to, 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 be the grown-up in the room and, and look for the will or look for the the life insurance policy and 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 watching your mother be helpless mm. in a time where you really like your mother to
2: take charge, right? And and she's such a complex character, as you said. So she says oh. she always comes at something with anger or dismissal. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what Felice does. We've yeah, seen yeah. and so she does that but in a way that's grief grief stricken, right? Uh, yeah The
3: thing, the thing that was I the thing that I loved about the show was that the parents were really well drawn. Yes. Yes. You know, they were specific. You had Jackie, who was a mess. Yeah. You know. Who and you was, guys
2: used, utilized who, her a bunch. Oh yeah, it yeah. was a
3: better friend. Mm-hmm. than
2: mm-hmm.
3: Was a mother, um, but I feel like Felice. I mean, everybody knows how Felice is going to react to a situation, um, you know. And it was just like such an old-fashioned sort of character, but at the same time, so relatable um and again just like watching her lose it because felice never lost it right lose it on Donna, <clears> but <throat> like sure. felice was in control you know felice was like this button down you know um sort of fascist <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> yeah um and but again like and mal silver really well drawn the Walsh yes. Yes. really well drawn like and that's just a testament to the show i mean i the other thing i don't know gretchen if you noticed but like even the um i remembered the other thing i appreciated was even the you'd call him like an under five character like they even are well you know there was even an attempt to kind of like live in that person's life like the the valet parker who's like you know well you know my brother's uh uh yeah you know, what did he say? My brother's an artist Marist or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, and uh, and it's like, that doesn't happen anymore. Like, that was no. something- Even the, the guy
2: was, that gets into it with uh, Noah about the, what did you guys do last night? There's a, an, yeah. another character like that. Yeah. <laughs> the truck yeah. Driver.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's was, like, let me tell you my
3: story. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know, I really, like, that was, a, that was, was, I appreciated great. that. And, yeah. and that was definitely a hallmark, too, of, of you know, of the show. Was it- uh, even people who were like sort of, you know, not significant to the plot, you know, um, or to the series overall, like you did feel like, Oh, I know that person too.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: learned something about them. They showed me something.
2: There is this incredible moment in the episode where uh, Gina breaks down the barrier of, you know, you're not in the front row, you know, and she goes up and she stands next to Donna and they have this really powerful stuff. Um, do you remember do you remember putting any of that together or or whatnot
0: i no. <laughs> i could be wrong please okay don't quote me but we are being recorded <laughs> um so i'm just putting that. i think that i think that um tori was part of the conversations for some of that speech i think i could be wrong but i think that you know it is such a personal thing yeah obviously and um and again, another amazing performance. I thought she ah. did such a beautiful job. And um, I, I think she might've like, there were either conversations or, or she had some notes on it or something. And I think she did work with John and, and Lori on it a bit because, and you know, yes. I mean, like, again, like we're talking about how many years seasons and episodes of the like that was her tv dad for this show for sure like it makes total sense and i think it came together again beautifully and it felt really really i mean i did tear up and start crying i thought it was beautifully done yeah so um but i think that that was always obviously going to be a very important moment and i think for obviously you know there is that moment where Gina also talks about getting closure yeah and when I was talking about like she's getting to say goodbye like I think it's nice that she got whether or not she's just saying in the moment at least she did get a little victory by the end of the episode before she left um so I I think that was an important thing for her to happen for for that character
2: interesting about 90210 I'll share a little bit of a personal story that uh just the power of what you guys were doing at that time that my wife actually does have a half sister like like this that she found out about later in life. And when her father died, uh my wife was making a speech, the sister did not go up, you know, but everybody was grief-ridden. And then afterwards, they're both huge 902 and oh fans. And I referenced this particular storyline of what, what had happened about walking up, and it gave them a moment of like levity in a very difficult situation. Yeah. So it's powerful of what what you're doing on 90210 and how it affects all these fans in different ways. Have you, has anyone told you that or have you had that experience where you realize like, wow, this show is doing something that's beyond the scope of the characters and the arcs?
0: I think more, honestly watching this episode, I thought to myself, this is, an, this is such a good, um, not even like pamphlet handbook or something, but I thought how the, the death and the grief was handled was so interesting. I'm like, I wonder if a lot of people thought about this episode as they were going through loss in their own lives because- it just almost not, not laid out like this step, but it kind of did show some steps that you would have to go through. And it, as much as I don't feel like I've seen many times on television, the paramedics coming and the doctor having to be called. And like, it, it like, I felt like it showed like what really happened. Someone has to be declared dead. And, and I was like, oh, that might have been for somebody helpful, like even like knowing what to expect. Do you know what I mean? Or even whether it's totally. like taking the step, like I I really appreciated thinking like we weren't
3: trying to gloss over
2: no felice is even felice is even like i don't know where his checkbook is oh yeah yeah yeah
3: Yeah. i mean i and gretchen i don't know i mean i'm not going to go on record this but i i do feel like over one of those two seasons Lori might have lost a parent yeah i think so
0: um
3: and so i i i I, i'm pretty sure um and so i think that she brought some of that to to it um
0: but just sharing, and also sharing it then, using that to, like, I think that will will obviously live for generations. I still hear now people are watching it on, is it on Pluto now too? Pluto, Hulu, yeah, Hulu, Hulu, all, all, all like, of it. Yeah. And people, it's, it's got an evergreen quality to it that I think not only because of the friendship circle and the tightness of friendship, I just think it's, there are these snapshots of, like these moments in people's lives that are kind of lodging right and even like you're saying Peter for you how it became like a reference point for you to sort of like
2: they they were able to get moment. through it yeah. you know it's very difficult yeah. conversations but that part that part of it re- referencing 90210 and I mean it was literally exactly what had happened only except that nobody went up and helped the other yeah. one out right no. but um it was it it's it's interesting how it reflects real life in real situations i think it's very powerful i think it's one of the most powerful shows for that that our generation grew up with it and i know aaron you said that you were a fan of the show prior to writing for the show so we grew up with different situations we're all talking about the 90s now it's a big thing i don't know well, <laughs> no. but for what reason it's because of the television that we grew up with and you guys are a big part of that yeah i
3: mean i i mean i you know it is such a time capsule it is such a perfect time capsule of what it was like back then, um, especially like the clothes and those no. men's suits in this episode. But um, but even just like, the thing that was also really cool is as a, as a gay person, um, we were able to tell a lot of stories about that. And Kelly was teeing up.
2: I was gonna ask you about that, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, and so, um, you know, and I think we already covered an episode where Um, where Dylan was like a a part of a hate crime. Yes. We talked about that one at one point. Um, But, you know, I, I had forgotten just how we tackled a lot of those stories. And for a lot of gay people who really even in 1998-99 the representation you had will and grace was i think just beginning or but i mean there wasn't a ton of representation still and it just was so interesting like when pia who god i remember her she was fabulous too
2: (laughs) i loved her yeah
3: yeah she was great but when she was talking about like yeah it's a ballot initiative about gay kids gay you know gay gay clubs in schools and i'm like well that's not an issue anymore but boy was it back then we I mean,
2: take- some of what we've seen now has been covered a lot, but some of it is still relevant. Like we're yeah, still dealing but, with some yeah. of this stuff, you know? Yeah, it's but a, we
3: were looking we were yeah. from the headlines a lot. For like sure. I remember like we would bring in, you know, things that we'd read about and new stuff. And that was often the foundation.
2: Speaking you know, the, of the foundation stuff, like the soundtrack and the music, Beth Hart, uh, I, I love. love that song. And I will always, it's weird. I will always attach that song Leaving LA or whatever. I don't know the name of it. Someone knows it better it's than me.
0: It's
2: called I do. the LA song. The LA song. I will always attach that to Vanessa Marcel and Gina leaving 90210. Yeah. But I, you know, like if I had to leave something, it's a song I go to. I mean, how great was okay. Beth Hart in, in that?
0: Uh, that was amazing. I mean, I, that song, too. I was so excited. I forgot it was in this episode. And when I saw her name come up, I got so excited. <laughs> I, to this day, I think it's in my top 10 my favorite songs. And I feel like that rendition that she sang is no longer, it's hard to find. Like, it's not I, available. Right. It's, it's Apple that's... Music World of whatever. Whatever. I literally was like, I am finding that CD today and I'm pulling it out because I like that version better, the one that's readily available. Because
2: now there's like a drum track on it and yes. it's, not help- it's not helpful.
1: Yes.
0: And, <laughs> but that song, I think, is timeless and it is of that time and it is, and I, I, I it's one of my favorite songs of all time. So, like, I was really excited. and It was really, like, she was so cool. Like, it was really, and that was the very beginning that she almost, she launched, right? Like, pretty yeah. much. I mean, yeah. I,
3: that was, that, that was like, uh, that was what was so fun about that show is that Ken Miller, who handled all of the post and all of the music and all of that stuff for all of the spelling shows at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, He always, like, people wanted their artists on that show. I mean- Brian
2: has told me that, like, whenever there was a guest uh, that would come on, he would be like, oh my God, thank you for doing our show. And the guest would be like, no, thank you for letting me do your show. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and like the label, I mean, I remember, you know, um the label would send like i just think about like the perks that we got back then uh-huh. you know being writers on that show things like um like the label would send tickets to like beth's show and i th- didn't we see her at the hard rock or something girl? that's amazing. Of Blues, maybe um, something like yeah, that yeah, I think, Blues. Yeah. but like they'd send tickets and yeah. or, you know the writing These staff's are, on the yeah. list and it yeah. was just like yeah i mean like i look back on the artists that were even on the last two seasons, and they were all great. I mean, I still remember when they were like, we're gonna have on this artist in Christina Aguilera <laughs> song called Genie in a Bottle, and the whole writing stuff was like, who's she? Right. Wow, you know, so anyway. It- and
2: then uh, Brian told me that uh, Vincent Young struggled to say her name, and they had to do many takes. <laughs> oh,
3: is that right? He you can say it now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we I love yeah. that about Vincent you
3: Young. I loved brian in this episode too yes he did a great job yeah i mean they all they all were great i mean it's
2: it's interesting because when i asked you about whether or not you knew the um that that was the end game and all that stuff it's because it feels like you so maybe it was a happy accident maybe you didn't know but it feels like you were tying them closer together in a way that they'll never be closer i mean her father dies. He, he has, he's there for her every step of the way as a I don't know if he's dating her as a friend at this point, but they're very close obviously. So it's, it's family bonds, right? It's, it's a relationship that's very important. And I thought, I thought that, that, that you guys were bringing them way weirdly on a totally different level now than what we've seen with Donna and David before. You
0: know, watching it, I thought that too. I was like, I are, are we ramping toward that? I mean, you know, but again, knowing where we ended up, yes. Right. But, I mean, I it, it also just because the you know, and I also really appreciate it about the show, and it does it successfully. It is self, it, it's it's self reflexive or looking back on our friendship circle and how long we've been a friendship circle, and says it out loud to the camera to the audience, which is true, and it and it never it always rings true. It doesn't ring like we're just like saying it because we're saying because we can, and. In that moment, he is the appropriate person to be there with her. Do you know what I mean? Like friend, yeah. ex, everything, all of it. And that is the person I feel like she is going to lean on um, to get her through this. And, I, I, you know, I, I love I love that story. And then, and did you hear the loop line? It sounded like we put in later the ADR line to make it very clear. Thank you for coming back this morning. When the scene comes in, when Gina comes and he's coming down the stairs and he, it's Brian's coming down the stairs and Tori's with him. It was after he came over and they were sitting on the couch you hear this line that's off camera, which is "Thanks for coming back this morning." So it's like oh, I did catch that. Someone yeah. was trying to make it very clear that <clears throat> they didn't spend the night on the couch, but okay, whatever. I did like, catch that.
2: I did catch that too. Yeah, is not that I got funny? That. I was just yeah. like, "Okay,
0: we got it." I didn't think any <laughs> hanky panky happened anyway, but all yeah.
2: right. not <laughs> in her emotional state, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: right, right.
3: So
2: yeah. got it. Did you catch that, Aaron? I didn't
3: <laughs> I was like oh how funny Okay, I did not oh that is great yeah
2: all right looking back on this episode uh, we're at the end here um, do you think it still holds up both of you yes yeah it does it really does I mean
0: not only is it uh, the, it is I, I again like I said I was so, like what a journey through grief that I feel like I have not seen on another television For episode. sure. I mean yeah. like at all and um I was really like proud of what was done by that show as like the little part we played in it and and it absolutely holds up and it and I and also like and the cherry on top for me was
3: the best part of it all
2: oh for sure (laughs) yeah Yeah. she's incredible yeah Yeah.
3: I well I think the other reason why the show holds up and why people want to return to it is you know when that show was done what was that 99
2: probably yeah
3: okay so you know I haven't seen it since it aired um but uh three years ago I lost my dad Mm. and so I'm watching it with a totally different lens watching it through a different lens now and I think that's the other interesting thing about this particular generation this being such an important show because Mm. you know you I had, you know, I you don't know what that feels like until you lose somebody, until mm. you watch your own mother go through some of that stuff. Like, I don't know where this is and I don't know where that is. And um and so I I I really appreciated it. You yeah. know, this go around in a way that I that I didn't back then when I had that didn't have that life experience. And um so and I, I think
2: that that's true for fans too. I think yeah, that, no, that I yeah. think
3: so. I think so. I think that's I think that's like I think that that's why the show is enduring. Yeah.
2: yeah. Absolutely. Well, this has been great guys. I know I love tiding with you. Let's do some more down the line. Um,
3: Please, if same. I don't
2: talk to you, you know, have good holidays, all that stuff, you Me know. Yeah, have you a know. I Have a wonderful I hope you get a break of some sort, anything. I will some at some okay. point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got one up. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, no, let's uh let's uh let's for sure at some point look at that kidnap episode. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was so much fun.